What's up? What's up? What's up? This is not Martin, but got some interesting, exciting news. Dwight Howard has reached uh, definitive terms with the Los Angeles Lakers. Adrian Wojnarowski of ESPN has reported that after completing a contract buyout with the Memphis Grizzlies, Dwight Howard will sign a non-guaranteed contract with the Los Angeles Lakers that will come with a clear message. Uh, basically, he is on this redemption story. Late in meetings with Lakers management coaches and teammates, including Anthony Davis this week, Howard sold himself as an eight-time All-Star who had hit and this is in quotes, rock bottom. In the words of one team source, and promised that he will humbly accept the responsibility to rebound and block shots for the Lakers. He showed the Lakers that his surgically repaired back was healthy and that he had lost 25 pounds to get in better condition. And ultimately, the Lakers chose him over Joe Kim Noah. Now, this is because of the development of the injury to DeMarcus Cousins, which will likely sit DeMarcus Cousins out for the whole year. Howard, who now is 33, has sold an almost annual idea of personal renaissance and epiphany, only to infuriate coaches and teammates with behavior that removed or moved from selfish on the court to childish and disruptive often. Since signing with the Atlanta Hawks as a free agent in 2016, Howard has been traded three times and waived twice. The Lakers will be his sixth team in five years. Here's here's my thoughts. Uh, first of all, you cannot deny the innate talent that Dwight Howard possesses it's without a doubt that Dwight Howard statistically is a Naismith basketball hall of famer but you also have to say that to some extent Dwight Howard has underachieved that he had the ability to transcend the game he had the ability and the talent and the athleticism to take his play to another level that Orlando Dwight really was the best. And he had even a level above that. And a couple things happened. One, which is not Dwight Howard's fault. The game around him changed. It went from a big man's league to a six foot two and a half guard, six foot four with shoes, 180 pound, three point shooting point guard league. Um, with you know very moderate athleticism so because the game has changed it's become more about analytics and higher skill sets and Dwight did not possess those attributes ultimately affected the performance of Dwight Howard that's a b then he had injuries you had the back uh injury you had the labrum injury uh injuries will slow any athlete down c then you mix that with antics, with foolishness, with immaturity, with professional arrogance, with the inability to be coached, creating disruption within locker rooms, being unliked by teammates, and you create this bad spell and negative uh, persona about yourself that really detracts and really turns investors and team owners away from you. I do believe Dwight deserves a second chance or a seventh chance. I do believe Dwight deserves to be on a team. I do believe Dwight Howard is an NBA talent, that there are not 450 other players, you know, that somehow can say that they deserve a greater chance than Dwight Howard. But I do believe that this is Dwight's last chance. There is no coming back. Dwight has to focus all his energy into not just being the best professional, but the best athlete, the best effort person the best leader on and off the court Dwight has to do a 
180. There, this has to be redemptive. And success for Dwight Howard will be in his development, in his attitude, in his professionalism, and in his play. And if he can conquer all things, if he can conquer that and not become disruptive at any point this season, he will have win. So it is not championship or bust for Dwight. It is can I be an effective leader? Can I be an effective person? And that is the story for Dwight Howard. Ladies and gentlemen, Andrew Luck, the star quarterback of the Indianapolis Colts, 29-year-old quarterback, franchisee, a franchise quarterback, Andrew Luck, has announced his retirement two weeks prior to the start of the NFL season. Uh, In a tweet he has sent out, uh, Dearest Mother, the quill has never felt more heavy. I've made the decision to host her. I shall battle no more. The decision is difficult, but as the Hogs taught me, I must be true to myself. I am coming home to care for you in the farm. And obviously this is uh, kind of a an embedded message. Uh, but I will say this. Uh, whatever you think, you know, he battled injuries. You, you have to assess the, cap, the captain. You have to assess the Andrew Luck retirement in two phases. Uh, the first one being the Indianapolis Colts did not give Andrew Luck the necessary help that would have prevented some of the sustained injuries. Uh, the reality is when he inherited the Colts from after the trade, when he was drafted and they traded Peyton Manning, he inherited a team that was in a serious rebuild. And because of this rebuild, because of the fact that no longer you had, you know, the they, um, the Reggie Waynes, you know, everybody was on the back end of their career. The Marshall Fox, uh, you know, started, got traded to the Rams, you know, the Edron James. You, you had to do a makeshift type offense, and he took a lot of punishment. And you could say, one, it's not an issue of being tough, but I think what this retirement shows is that money, A, is not everything, and then peace is better than riches because it has always been the to me status quo that you just do whatever it takes you know even if it even if it shortens your lifespan even if it kills you just go out and just do it and and the problem with that philosophy is you work 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 grind to the point now when you should be enjoying it you're unable and it falls to somebody else was it in vain I really believe because there is a heightened sense of awareness and consciousness, employees are starting to take power over their lives, and they should. If you are an employer, you have to equip your personnel, your team members with all the necessary resources for them to grow. Your investment is their investment. And when you pour in, and not just you know gradual amounts, but overload, I believe it not only will increase performance, but it will it will increase morale. Uh, it will increase productivity. It will increase loyalty ultimately. Uh, but when you have given or given your employees the bare minimum to succeed, and yet they still have succeeded, they will hit a burnout. And I really think this is what it is. I, I really believe Andrew Luck is mentally fatigued. He, yes, he has physically fought injury and came back from injury. 
but he has, uh, I think, entered into an area in his life where he really feels, is it worth it? And when your employees come to a point when they have to question their own longevity, they have to question their own placement, that is an unstable time. Um, my hat's off to Andrew Luck. I hold nothing against him. Yes. Is it great timing? No. The season's about to start, and now they are kind of uh, in a, a shock right now. Yes. Has it sent a shock wave to the NFL world? Yes. Of course it has sent a shock wave to the NFL world. Definitely unexpected like the Calvin Johnson retirement, like the Barry Sanders retirement. Uh, but even with all of that, um, definitely necessary. And I think it sends a signal that mental health uh, and happiness is just as important as a paycheck. Going forward, I believe companies are going to have to respond to the mental acuity of all of their team members, their personnel, their staff, their employees. It's not about you know, uh, providing, you know, free lunch once a month or, you know, these little cute gestures of investment. It's about total cares that when we hire you, you are more than a number. You are more than a person doing a specific role until they can find a better replacement or robot. You are an individual that they have decided to invest in to receive a return on investment and the fulfilling of this specific job description. And if there is not that understanding, I think uh, the workforce is going to suffer because of it. I really believe that you are going to see more entrepreneurship, more startups, more disruptors because of this thinking. I don't have to take this. I don't have to work 60, 70, 80, 90 hours and then, you know, feel like I'm not wanted, you know, where I can devote the same amount of time to my own thing, and even if I only achieve 20, 30, 40, 50% of what I was achieving in my prior situation, at least I'm happy with myself. And that happiness, that joy, that uh, fuel is going to be the virtue going forward. Uh, I really believe that we are going to have to shift into uh, a positive state of economy, or not, not a, I'm talking about just your 401k growing, but I mean, the positive state of individuality, uh, almost a happiness level. We're going to have to rethink the way we value income or how income is distributed. And I really think this really goes to show that Andrew Luck, uh, like many that will come after him, have gotten to a point where they feel like they can be successful and productive in other areas of their life. They can no longer sustain uh, the rigmarole or the, the constant... Uh, uh, just going back and forth in their, their daily procedures and it is taking too much of a negative toll on their life and they just want more. And it's okay to want more. And if you believe that Andrew Luck you know, should have completed the season or at least got on IR or should have attempted to play, you are more than welcome. Uh, that is an opinion that a lot of people hold. I'm not here to say which one is better. Uh, but I do think that if... Andrew Luck were to finish the season, yes, it would look better on paper. If he came to the end and said, hey, my body just can't sustain this anymore, he would have been held in a more heroic fashion. But I do sometimes believe that the wrong time with the right belief can ultimately yield a greater end. Uh, so there's no such thing as perfect timing. There's better timing. No such thing as perfect timing. Uh, so hats off to Andrew Luck. I wish him continued success uh, in his next phase of his career. 
great article ran across on the development of the Chicago Cubs, Chicago sports, Chicago baseball. You uh, Darvish has finally found the strike zone and turned this season around, according to Jesse Rogers, ESPN staff writer. He says that this run has been historic, though with an under-the-radar feel to it. Perhaps it, or it's because he has given up a few home runs. In between the pinpoint command, either way, the performance the Chicago Cubs right Eve Darvish is putting on right now should vault him near the top for the National League's Comeback Player of the Year award. He has been that good. Right now, the Cubs are currently uh, three games behind the Cardinals at 70 and 61 as of 827-2019. A uh, couple of thoughts. Uh, A, it's about time. I think when you uh, spend that type of um, money on any player, uh, you expect positive results, right? He signed a six-year, $126 million deal. You want to believe that this type of investment will warrant wins. That's what you're hoping for, right? You, you kind of went all in on a pitcher. And uh, he has the innate ability, he has the talent, and finally it seems like things are coming together for him. My personal historic feel is that the Cubs still have to take it up one to two more levels. It, great to have a winning record, but right now you're following um, the Cardinals in the standings, and you're only really three and a half games up from the Brewers, which means if you had a bad month, you would really fall out of contention. Uh, you, you can't just be coasting. You have to start taking definite stands, and this is... Going into the month of September, now is the time to turn up the heat. Uh, losing to teams we should have no business losing to is out of the question. Uh, we have to, or the Cubs has to take a definite stance in their baseball uh, uh, dominance, if, if you could say that, if that's fair to say, then we really have baseball dominance. But, and particularly in the National League, you have to come with it. You can't afford uh, to be mediocre. Now, currently, they are beating the Mets 5-2, to two, and they should win. They should beat the Mets, you know. Uh, but things like these, these little things work together, uh, and if they continue on this track, you should see the Cubs in the playoffs. Reason poll came out by ESPN on the NBA's next team turmoil. Which team will deal with the most drama and angst this season? And of course, the winner of their poll and ranking is none other than the Houston Rockets and slightly behind them is the Los Angeles Lakers. Here's my thoughts. First of all, when it comes to the Houston Rockets, I do not see it imploding. I do see their team being exposed because you have two players who are, to me at least, so talented, so gifted, so on fire that they light the flames too early. Um, They turn on the boost when they should be 
building momentum, they exhaust momentum. And when the playoffs come around, they end up flat because they have literally spent every ounce of energy in the oohs and the ahs of the regular season. So they have given the fan their money's worth, but the basketball uh, aficionado, the, the ones that are really keened in and are trying to look for that big tour toward the end, uh, ends up in utter, utter disappointment. Uh, for the Los Angeles Lakers, I don't see. Granted, they have added a lot of characters or a lot of individuals with interesting backstories. Totally agree with that. I, however, I do believe in second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth, tenth chances. And I think that the Los Angeles Lakers' secret to their success will be the comeback story. I believe that every one of their players is looking from, for some sense of redemption. Uh, even LeBron, having been injured, first really major injury last year and having not to make the playoffs uh, in over 10 years, to me, this seems like the perfect story, right? I, I don't see uh, an implosion. I don't see, you know, I'm, I'm sure there will be, like anything, there will be personality clashes. Anytime you have individuals existing within a confined space, you know, there will always be disagreements. However, I do not believe that this will backfire. I believe that the Los Angeles Lakers uh, will honestly come out on top. I believe that the diversity of their personalities will be a benefit to who they are. And, um, and ultimately, I believe that Los Angeles wins a championship this upcoming season, 2019-2020. LeBron gets his fourth. And that's really how I see it playing out. Brooklyn Nets, uh, verdict still out on them. You have, uh, they, they have the potential for the 2021 uh, season after the return of KD, Philly, uh, I, I, I think with Joel Embiid, I, I have to see more from him. I have to see a lot of consistency. His talent is phenomenal. Um, his ability to play him, Ben Simmons, have a, a, a ceiling like no other, but I think they, to me, have to establish a floor. Washington Wizards, I don't really know what's going on with them. And the Miami Heat, I think, are swinging for the fences. Uh, they have acquired Jimmy Butler. He's an amazing talent. However, they're still missing some pieces depending on what trades are going to uh, occur before the trade deadline. Miami, he can definitely move up that rank. But as far as I see it, I really believe this is the Los Angeles Lakers year. Thank you for tuning in for the sports edition of it is what it is. I appreciate um, going through these stories with you guys. Follow me, connect with me, engage with me. Let me know how you feel, what you think of the podcast. Uh, Twitter, Cody's underscore life one. Um, Instagram at CVMK33. Uh, YouTube, CV space K. Some other things are coming down the pipeline, some future developments. Uh, be on the lookout for website, apps. It's all coming together. Uh, like I said, until next time, peace.